Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Hello and welcome to the show. I think we're going to have a delightful conversation tonight. The topic, making the transition into this new age, into this this new world, really. And uh, I'm the I'm the I'm the guide tonight. I'm I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited about what's happening in humanity right now. I think I suggest that maybe even down to the week or the month, but certainly this year, has been one of the most pivotal years in the history of humanity. And I think that'll prove to play out more and more as we progress into the future. In other words, I think we'll look back at this 2020 year and see that there was such a fundamental change, such a a fundamental difference in the world we live in on so many different levels. And this conversation tonight is, you know, really it's about you. It's about your potential, your purpose, the reason you're here, and what that transition looks like. What does it look like to wholeheartedly to to lean into to fully engage if you will the the possibility of change for yourself and of course change for the collective too but um talking about the collective we're certainly going to talk about the collective consciousness tonight the the mass consciousness on the planet but in this new age, in the dawn of the new age, um, it's been it's been prophesized for maybe a thousand years or more that we're going to enter a golden age of humanity, uh, a golden era. Uh, I I think it'll be it'll prove to be one of the most exceptional transitions of human consciousness for the better that heaven on earth will have never been described quite like we're going to experience it here on earth. And here you are. Here I am. We're living it. We're living. We are living in the transition of the human paradigm, the human narrative. We are, we're going through the curve. We're, we're, we're morphing ourselves from a caterpillar to a butterfly, if you will. And your role in that, um, I think, when it when we fully understand what what cards we have on the table, how can you not get excited? It's such a it's such a very powerful time to be alive. So let's break this down a little bit. Tonight we're going to talk about making the transition into this new age, but what does that look like on an individual level and how is that, how's our uh, collective experience going to change? The, the curious thing is flesh and bones, the, the notion of human beings, people who are alive now. The reason I say that is we can talk about the the legacy of the past, the uh, the city of Atlantis, the um, the Vedic era, the um, the golden ages of the past, and we look at them and in our mythology we can really see that they were a, really a remarkable accomplishment. But what we're really doing is we're observing some other moment in time and we're pointing to it and we're saying, look at that. But 
what's different now is we're living it. <laughs> we are living it. We're living the change. And uh, I think there's some really exciting, some really exciting um, new possibilities that will come online. So let's talk about the, uh, the notion of possibilities. So we're going to talk about the, the future of humanity, the new paradigms, the new storylines, the new possibilities of our future. You have free agency. I have free agency. We have free will. We can decide how much we're going to engage this change, or we can avoid it altogether. We can go bury our heads in the sand. We have free will here. And the reason I bring up free will is all the things we talk about tonight are a possibility, maybe even a probability. But whether they happen for you or not is decided by you, 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 you. You have a ticket to the best show on earth maybe ever. You have a ticket. You are participating. You are here for a purpose during the transition of the human paradigm on earth. How cool is that? And I'd, I'd bet dollars for donuts that your soul has prepared for this lifetime, has, has taken many lifetimes in your past to, to poise you, to prepare you for this lifetime now. You know, when I look over my past, 25 years ago, probably more than that now, 25 years ago, the cosmic two-by-four cracked me open, if you will. And at the time, my, my in hindsight, I can see it was my soul was inspiring me to do really simple things. I started doing energy work on my body. I um, I had an energetic episode that was was indeed the proverbial two by four, but I started doing energy work on my body, and back then, to even say the the word energy work wouldn't have even resonated with me. What I'm what I'm talking about is my soul knew about this decade, this year, this month this paradigm that was going to be coming around the bend for humanity. And 25 years ago, my soul is feeding me this information about personal practices that, that I could consider doing. Again, I have free will. And I did them, and I, did, I do them today. I, I work on my energy every day, period, forever. But the reason I bring this up is you, your paradigm, your life story, your dynamic, if you will. You were born into a family. Maybe that was a train wreck kind of family. Maybe it was very challenging. Maybe there was a lot of abuse. Maybe there's a lot to overcome. Or maybe it was a silver spoon kind of life where, where it was all um, prepared for you and there wasn't any sense of struggle or growth. But know without a doubt that your soul chose a purpose, had a vision for your life, saw the dynamics of what was going to be coming down the pike before you were even born. Your soul knew this chapter, this transition point, this pivot point, if you will, of humanity was going to happen in this lifetime now and chose your dynamics for a very specific purpose, your life purpose. You're here for a very specific reason. Now, whether that reason has value or not is up to you because <laughs> you have free will. We're going to talk about the return of heaven on earth, but I'm, I want to make it really clear that you are holding the cards. You're holding the keys to your future. You're holding the keys to the kingdom of heaven for you. It is possible for you to experience heaven on earth today. You can experience heaven on earth for the rest of your life. 
Heaven and hell are a real-time now experience that will only be experienced in this day. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. Those don't exist in consciousness. The consciousness we have to experience anything is in this moment, in this now. And in a more general way, in this day. So when I talk about your life's been set up, you're, you have the you have the hottest ticket in town. You have the best seat in this show. You can you can read books. You can go to workshops. You can listen to people online. And nothing can compare to you. In other words, you can read books that inspire you. You can listen to people who inspire you, but you are hardwired already today and forever. You are hardwired for everything you need to grow, to evolve into a, a, a more full embodiment of love, of joy, of passion, of excitement. And whether you choose to do that or not is really up to you. I'm taking this first part of the conversation to really land it in your lap that it's up to you. It's up to you. And, you know, <laughs> I totally get the notion that, oh, my God, we're in a whirlwind. We're in, we're in that scene of the Wizard of Oz when the tornadoes come and the house is flying around and, and um, everything's up in the air and getting turned on its head. And it can be easy to lose sight of, of our inner purpose, our inner um, dialogue or storyline, if you will, that our soul has for us. But part of making this transition is to come out of the chaos, to come out of the, the karmic storm, if you will, and really get clear about your life, get clear about your life. That's going to be really important if you make it important. It's free will. You can go become an alcoholic today and drink, stay drunk for the rest of your life. You don't have to participate in your life purpose at all. We have exclusive free will. And, and, and so get excited. Allow yourself to get excited about your life. Maybe your life purpose isn't clear to you just yet. Don't worry about that. Maybe your what you'll be doing in the future isn't clear to you just yet. Don't worry about that. I suggest the human paradigm is going to change so much that nobody can really language how much humanity has changed in the next 10, 20, 30 years. But do get excited that you're here now. You're alive now. You're in your body now. You're living out this incarnation now. And don't let that escape you. Don't look somewhere else for the, the holy grail. Don't, don't, you don't have to go any farther than you. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blossom from within you. You know, um, I have some raspberries in the backyard. And if you've ever grown raspberries in a... In a difficult winter climate. I mean, they're covered in snow for months and months. During the winter, they they go so dormant. They look, they, they're they just brown, dried up sticks. You'd swear to God they're dead. They just look so hammered all winter long. But from within, from within them is this life force energy, is this this DNA sequence that describes raspberries, that describes green leaves, that describes the, the fruition, if you will, of potential. And I use that as a metaphor for you in that here we are coming around the bend and your soul has this whole script, this whole dialogue, this whole storyline all queued up for you. And if your ego can become aware of it, shift its attention from the the chaotic storm outside of you 
to teach your ego to tune in to yourself and and pick up that inner script, that inner storyline, and and learn how to stay anchored and parked on that, your soul's going to feed you everything you need. Your soul's going to feed you everything you need to bring the vision of your life into fruition. So, so really, you are it. You should be so flippin' happy that you're you. Period. End of story. It's the you, the 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 beautiful gift that you have is it's through your persona that you're going to experience joy, success, accomplishment, adventure, passion. You're the vehicle. You're the design of what heaven is played on. You're the the vehicle of heaven or hell. So so take some time and really focus on the gift that you have that you're here now. You're in, you have flesh and bones now. You're here now. And I suggest as we go through more of this conversation um, you'll start to see some of the, the great advantage to this. Well, so let's take a look at our past for a little while, our past. And the reason we're going to look at our past is we're going to use it as a reference point to look at our future. Because the old paradigms are going to get turned on their head. The old paradigms are going to crumble into the sea. It's the caterpillar body that that is um, decomposed, if you will, or broken down so the butterfly persona can come through. In our past, our mythology, the, the history, the story of our past, the human being has not been the focal point of our cultures. The human being, the individual human persona has not been the focal point of our past. It's been, if we go back not very far at all, it's been kings and kingdoms and wars among kingdoms and the Roman Empire um, conquering um, as much territory as they can. Uh, It's been um, famine and disease and... Um, depression and economic collapse. There's, there's been war and, I mean, I don't have to go through the whole list because we're all quite familiar with this old paradigm. There's been the notion of um, governments or kingdoms um, where it's, it's really a pyramid kind of structure where there's a few at the top, even with religions. Um, uh, religion's going to have to get turned on its head because the religion of our past is... Um, it, it's also a pyramid-shaped thing where the guy up at the front, he's wearing the uh, the snazzy outfit. He's got the red phone to God, not you. He's got the red phone. Um our acad- our academic institutions um, there's a there's a pyramid type scheme with all of this our financial institutions bankers control the money money decides what can and can't happen um, i'm I'm kind of just popping around but it's it's pretty easy to see that in the past the individual citizen is is not even an afterthought. It's they're the they're um, a cog in the wheel. They're the individual persona is not something of of value to the kingdom overall, if you will, to the institutions, to the um, the structured, organized style of of how things have been orchestrated in the past. And that's going to get turned on its head. When, when you look at, I mean, I mean, the elephant in the room, let's just take, for example, money. 
So in a in a simple, innocent sense, money can make a lot of sense, pardon the pun. So I know how to build houses, but I, I, I need somebody to fix my car. Um, and if money is a way that I can exchange value, so I provide value to somebody by building them a house, and, and money is a representation of the value that I've created. And now I can take that value, that money, and turn around and, and pay a person to work on my car, and that affords me to have things done that I don't have the skill set to do myself. And that's, in the simplest sense, it's, it's a very elegant kind of idea. But karmically, on this planet, karmically, money is a gigantic train wreck. It's quite clear that, um, for example, let's use a, a real recent event. That in the United States of America, the the U.S. government decides to spend $2 trillion as a, a coronavirus bailout. So we're going to spend $2 trillion, and this will help the struggling people get back on their feet. Well, no. <laughs> So they're going to write a check to everybody for $1,200, and um, everybody gets $1,200. But if you add up all the $1,200 checks, it, it doesn't even come close to $2 trillion. There's billions of dollars that are um, that have been spent for strange things like the Kennedy Senator, uh, the Kennedy center got, I think, $250 million or something like that, um, small business funds that were poised to help small businesses, the banks gave to their, um, their much more wealthy clients. And what I'm getting at here is all of the $2 trillion, all of it, every single penny of it, every single penny that the U.S. government spends comes from the American citizen. And the American citizens paying for all this, so we give them $2 trillion to help us, and they give us $1,200 back. Well, thousands and thousands more dollars per person so each of us paid thousands of dollars more than we got to go to other um, intentions, if you will. Uh, another example is the depression of the 1930s or the 2008 collapse of the um, economy and we bailed the bankers out with, with billions of dollars. Um, and here, the human being, now here's, here's the, the key point here, the human being, the everyday citizen, not only funded everything, but didn't, um, was, was pretty much an afterthought of what happened. And I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about um, how dysfunctional everything is, but the reason I draw this picture of how money has, been, has become a, a, a tug-of-war for the, the, the wealthy, the, the top tier, where um, the money is funneled around for personal interests, the, karmically, money is a train wreck because it's a single syllable. It's a single symbol. Money is a single symbol. There's a U.S. dollar. There's this idea of a U.S. dollar. And then we turn around and we gamble. We literally gamble over what the value of the dollar will be from month to month, from year to year. So if the value of the dollar goes up or down, 
the money in the bank that you have goes up or down, where, what you can do in the future with that money goes up and down. In other words, how you can live your life based on the economy is in a huge way not decided by you. You don't have any real protection of the value of your money. The financial uh, crisis have shown that when the value of the dollar crashes, we all tip over. All the apple carts, all the apple carts tip over. When the economy crashes, it's a train wreck because it's a single symbol, and we hang all of these, we hang all our livelihood on the on the almighty dollar. Now I'm just going to shelf that part of the conversation because now I want to flip it over. Here's the value of what I've been talking about. I want to flip it over. What if, what if money didn't decide anything at all? Well, it's hard for us to even comprehend that because we're so emotionally attached to this notion of money. But let's, let's take a minute and daydream the idea of money not deciding anything. So let's just flip it over. What if whatever your soul inspired you to do didn't require any money. And, and our minds might say, well, that's impossible. Well, it's not impossible, I promise you. When, when we flip money over and remove it from any deciding factor in our lives, we remove the notion of money from any decided factor in our life, that changes everything. So let's take a look at heaven on earth, and, and we're gonna we're gonna fold in um, what we've been talking about uh, with heaven on earth. So you wake up in the morning, you're a soul personified. You have this life purpose. You have you, the soul has a vision of all the things that are gonna play out as you blossom, as you grow from the inside like the raspberry plants waking up in the springtime. As you honor the, the inner vision, the inner inspiration of your soul, and then you fulfill it with action, you're a creator out of, out of thin air from taking inspiration and applying intention and action to it. You change your paradigm through that simple process. So you wake up in the morning, your soul has inspired you, you have, an, you have this platform of passionate expression in your life, and nothing, nothing, nothing in the collective can weigh you down at all. That's the whole point of flipping things over. You are a self-fulfilling persona of inspiration. You are a vehicle of source consciousness having an effect here on earth. How cool is that? So you wake up in the morning. You don't worry about any of the how. Our egos were never designed to figure out the how. Our souls are designed to figure out the how. And, and when we look at a dynamic where we're all empowered, we're all a human persona manifesting the inspiration of our own souls, and we do that as the core intention of our everyday life, we become a passionate expression of consciousness. We start living a passionate life expressed. A passionate life expressed. Let's take a look at that a little bit. A passionate life expressed. So, when my when my full, uh, soul first told me, "Hey, Lash, you got to write a book." My ego, my ego, totally resisted. What? Me write a book? Come on, come on. This is ridiculous. But my soul kept seeding my consciousness, saying, "Hey, you really ought to write a book." And thank goodness um, my ego didn't um, resist. It, it, 
and I turned around and I wrote my first book. My first book was, <laughs> it was it was a very difficult thing to inter- introduce into my persona, into my um, my personal life. I, I just didn't feel um, like a normal thing from my ego's perspective. But a curious thing happened. A, a really curious thing happened. So here I'm getting the inspiration from my soul. I'm getting inspiration from my soul. And then I finally decide, okay, maybe I should write a book. So I set my intention of honoring this inspiration. Lest you should write a book. Okay, yes, I should write a book. And then I take action. I actually sit down at the computer, open up the word processor, and start typing out words. Well, a really curious thing happened. Our our egos can feel good about the most mundane things. Um, uh, <laughs> our our egos can weigh success um, by how we manage the things outside of ourselves. Um, we were lucky today because we um, we found a good parking spot. We're lucky today because we didn't get in trouble. Uh, in, in other words, our ego our ego has this ongoing dialogue with all these variables in our life: your boss, your spouse, your your sense of self, and it it's it can be a very volatile dynamic. The egos. Boy, howdy, the egos can be extremely volatile as far as feeling happy or sad. We can flip that in a heartbeat. But my ego trusted the inspiration from my heart and my soul, and I wrote a book. Well, let's go back to this notion of today. Today. Heaven on earth today. Today. Well, a curious thing happened. I didn't have to wait for my book to be published. I didn't have to wait for my book to be finished. If I honored the inspiration of my heart and soul, today a a completely different feeling came into my being every single day. At the end of the day, my heart and my soul felt satisfied at a very deep level. Do you know how many people on on earth do do not have a satisfying or a a sense of fulfillment in their lives? Many, many, many people feel very empty with their lives. They're they're working jobs that are mundane. They're not really happy. They're not passionate. It's like they're walking on a treadmill. If anything, they're more on the hell side of experiencing day in and day out versus being on the heaven side. But just by honoring, on a day-to-day basis, I'd sit down and I'd work on my book. And it didn't take all day. It didn't have to take all day. I honored the inspiration of my heart and my soul. And it, it gave me a deep sense of satisfaction. Well, fast forward to my first book being published. Wow, wow, I was on top of the world. That felt great. And then I turned around and wrote another book. And the the feeling that you get when you honor that seat you're sitting on, the best seat in the house, when you honor your life purpose by capturing the inspiration and then um, with intention fulfilling it through action, that's the doorway to heaven on earth. Now we're going to take this we're going to take this up a click here in a minute because making the transition into the new age, the new human being living out the the dynamic of heaven on earth on the new earth, this transition we're going through. Um it's going to take this concept and just blow it out of the water. The, the golden age of humanity that's been foretold, that has been prophesied for a very long period of time, is is coming around the bend. It's, it's literally visible from where we are now. So by so by fulfilling my 
the inspiration of my heart and my soul, my ego discovered, wait a minute, <laughs> whoa, wait, these these little bullet points of inspiration coming out of inside of me, this inspiration that keeps bubbling, percolating up in my daily consciousness, there's really something to that. There's really something to that. And now, decades later, my heart, my soul will inspire me in ways that doesn't make any sense to my ego. Just like the first time my heart, my soul told me to write a book, it didn't make any sense. But I no longer try to rationalize it. I no longer try to justify it or figure it out. My ego doesn't have to vet, doesn't have to research, doesn't have to justify or quantify the inspiration of my heart and my soul. When I recognize that I'm getting inspiration from within me, from my heart and my soul, that's it. It's done. I don't have to give it any more thought. The wisdom of my heart and my soul far exceeds my ego. So I'm talking about the vehicle of passionate expression, the vehicle of passionate creation. And now I want to take a step back and look at the new paradigm. I'm just going to daydream this up because this is how the future is created. It shows up as inspiration. And to imagine heaven on earth. So let's take all the old paradigms that we've talked about and just push them into the ocean. Just take the old caterpillar brain and push it into the ocean. Take the the old pyramid structure of the people at the top being powerful and the people at the bottom being powerless and push it into the ocean. Push it, push it off the table. Push it into the past. Release it, let go of it. And now let's look at the, the new structure, the new idea, the new dynamic, if you will, of a human being. No more does one, no longer do we need anybody above us in an authoritative way at all. It's much more of a honeycomb structure. The, the honeycomb is such a beautiful image, a, a, a beautiful visualization of every single person having equal status or equal structure in the overall collective. But let's just daydream a little bit. The, uh, the new paradigm is going to offer all kinds of new opportunities. There's um, so many things that have been suppressed in the past will finally come to fruition. Uh, Tesla made it quite clear that free energy is a real possibility. So imagine having a car that doesn't even have a gas tank. Imagine a car that you can get in and drive 24-7 till the end of time. <laughs> you get in the car, you start driving, you don't get out of the car for two decades, you drive the whole time. I mean, it's that kind of a a shift in the paradigm. So um, um, in the future, imagine you're, li you're living in your house and, and um, everything made by man eventually will have uh, a problem. So the power goes out in your house, whatever the power source is. And it's such an open society that electrical power might not be your your thing, but you go outside and you talk to the neighbor's teenage kid and you say, hey, uh, hey, can you come help me? My power's out. And, and um, information is so open, so open that anybody in society can resolve problems. Um, so the neighborhood kid can come over to your house and get your power back. Well, unless it's not such a big deal. Well, let's think about this for a little bit. <laughs> right now, if if you go crash your car and you need to find a, a auto mechanic to fix it, I'm going to use the yellow pages, the phone book. I'm sorry, but if you look in the phone book, 
it's a nice metaphor, there'll be 25, 30, 40 pages of where you can go get your car fixed. It's an, it's an easy thing to do. There's pages and pages of choices. Choices. That's my point here. Choices. But if the power goes off in your house, there's one phone number. One phone number that you can call the power company. And that's it. Whatever they say is is what you're stuck with because you have no choice. But in the future, in this idea of heaven on earth, everything that you need, I love the, I love the image of the honeycomb because everything you need, imagine a honeycomb as an ecosphere of everything that you need to survive. So so much of what we do now is is handled by um, the trucking industry or the shipping industry. When you go to the store, the groceries that you see in that store might have come from a, from hundreds of miles away, maybe even farther. And with the exotic fruits, that might be the case in in the future, but who knows? But if you look at your ecosphere of what you need, imagine that you can get everything that you need to sustain yourself within a five-mile or a ten-mile radius of where you live. Now, right now, five or ten miles, I'm in a sea of houses. <laughs> There's not a lot of farms within five or ten miles. So... Maybe the dynamic is um, home gardening or um, instead of really big corporate farms, there's, there's thousands upon thousands of micro farms. The, the, there was the, the old notion of solving water problems. This just popped in my head. The old notion of solving water problems was to build really big dams. And so you would you would build a dam and, and save this gigantic amount of water. There's this pyramid structure again. And then I remember seeing the show about Los Angeles where this guy came along and said, why don't we put, you know, a thousand gallon reservoir in everybody's backyard and have 10 million micro reservoirs and that way we don't um, if they break the city doesn't flood um, it it contains risk etc 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 by by breaking up the old paradigm the opportunity the number of choices that were available to the rank and file went up so when we look at when we look at this new age in, in this honeycomb idea of our ecostructure, this five or ten mile radius, if we have more choices about how we get things, so the power goes off in your house, you go, well, I could do solar, I could do wind, I could do free energy, I could do, uh, there's a guy, Thomas Moray, M-O-R-A-Y, Thomas Moray, Google him. He made this uh, college refrigerator, you know, for a college dorm. He made this box the size of a, a small refrigerator that would put out 50 kilowatts, which would run the whole flipping neighborhood forever. It didn't ever stop, and um, that's an example of free energy. So your power goes out. You have choices. You go to the phone book, there's 50 pages on how you can get electrical power. Choices is freedom. If you don't have a choice, you don't have freedom. If you don't have, a, if you don't have choices, you don't have power. If you don't have choices, you don't have probabilities. So this honeycomb idea of the future empowers us. It empowers us. Boy, time's flying by. Um, I want to talk about the Louisiana Purchase. 
when the when the United States was being birthed, they bought the the Louisiana Purchase, which is a extremely vast tract of land. And it, at that point, it needed uh, people had an opportunity to um, homestead it to to stake a claim, if you will. And I'm, this is just a metaphor. It's just a metaphor. But what has really happened, what I'm, what I'm shifting about now is you, your own persona, your own, um, this vehicle that you are, this new age that we're coming into, the idea of new human, the, the blueprint, the genome of the new human, you're listening to the New Human radio show, a title I picked out 10 years ago. The new human has an opportunity to evolve their consciousness to a level that's really unheard of in our past. The, the new dynamic, the real power, the, I mean, we could really take it to the point of saying making the transition into this new age is making a transition into this new realm of consciousness within your own persona. The, the model, the idea of a human persona is getting blown out of the water. I just interviewed uh, Peter Smith from Australia about the... Uh, about quantum consciousness. You know, Jesus performed all these miracles, and he said, well, dude, come on, belly up to the bar. You, you're going to do everything I'm going to do. In other words, you're going to perform miracles. You're going to create food for the masses out of thin air. You're going to heal people. You're going to do everything that I have done and more. Well, your vehicle, your human persona, if you choose, again, it's free will. You can go bury your head in the sand. But if you say, hey, wait a minute, wait, wait, stop, time out. I'm a human persona. I'm a, I'm a vast soul that chose this lifetime. I have a, a script in hand of my role to play out in the future this this immediate future, if you will, and that if I honor it, my soul will take me on a journey that will blow my ego away. My soul will take me on a journey in a way my ego cannot comprehend. That is the the core idea of the new human, of the new dynamic, of the new age that we're moving into. Really, really, our egos cannot comprehend what life will be like 30, 40, 50 years in the future, 100, 200, 300 years into the future. The, the rate of change is so dynamic, it's just exploding. Um, your consciousness, and we've done hundreds of episodes with people about the power of the human persona, your consciousness, human consciousness, I suggest, I've said this many times before, your human consciousness is the most powerful substance on the planet. Deities from heaven are not going to descend from heaven. Um, the glowing orbs are not going to descend from the heavens and wipe away our struggles. It's going to be through the human persona. And what we're starting to recognize is what Jesus told us is actually um, a, a genuine potential for our lifetime, this lifetime now. The idea of performing a miracle is, is starting to get the framework, the structure of understanding when we look at the quantum field. The quantum field is the field of miracles, if you will. If Jesus knocked on your door right now and walked into the room that you're in, and holy cow, there's Jesus right there, and he snaps his finger, and poof, out of thin air, there's food for the masses. It's 
snaps his finger and someone's healed, snaps his finger and the instant, instantaneous manifestation of intention, instantaneous manifest, manifestation of desire. And you will do everything that he has done. When people um, really get on board, really stand up and say, wait a minute, I'm it, I'm the vehicle. I have consciousness. I have a human body. I am the substance of change for this human dynamic. What the hell is my life purpose? What is it front and center in my day-to-day intentions? Do I really genuinely expect my life purpose to be fulfilled or am I holding it at arm's length? It's a choice. It's a choice. And when you as an ego, when you as an ego can discipline yourself enough to say, wait a minute, I'm all in. I have no idea <laughs> I have no idea what my future is gonna look like, but this is too damn exciting. I've I've spent too many lifetimes preparing for this life. I don't want to go through it in a daze um, with my ego pointing to what's happening outside and going, but what about that? But what about that? But what about that? Point on the inside and say, what you got now? What you got now? What's the impulse of the moment? What's the new idea? What's the new dynamic? Every single one of us has a piece to the puzzle. When, uh, when When 9-11 happened, the souls, our souls saw it coming. Our souls knew it was going to happen before it happened. Do you know how many people uh, missed the train that that morning? You know how many people missed their flight and weren't um, weren't in their office in at 9/11. If you go and look at the stories, our soul knew what's going to unfold. Our soul knows the potential of what our future can be. Our soul can see the vision of heaven on earth. Our soul is this multidimensional wisdom, this multidimensional consciousness that has no comprehension of fear or limitation. But for most of us, the most limiting factor and whether we show up for ourselves or not is our ego. It's our ego. And to to master the ego, to enlighten your ego, to raise the awareness, the consciousness of your ego is perhaps the most valuable thing you can do to more fully embody the potential of what your lifetime can be. Heaven on earth will be uh, a, a union, a communion, if you will, between the heart and the soul and the ego. The enlightened ego will not want to drive the boat as much as follow the inspiration, the inspiration that comes from within. Making the transition into this new age is going to be about tuning in. So let's 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 go through some some bullet points about what can help us make this transition so you wake up in the morning and and the world is set on its head and it's it stay at home and there's there's quite a, a storm of social media about what we should be doing next if you find yourself at home and You don't know what's what's going on with your life. Uh, everything seems to be a, a fog. There's so much confusion about where life is going. What can you do in the chaos? What can you do day in and day out in, in this very uh, turbulent time? Well, pay attention to how you feel. Well, I, I don't know. I feel confused. Okay, feel confused. Allow yourself to feel confused. When you think about the future, do you feel nervous? Do you feel anxious? The way you 
feel is giving you feedback about what you're putting your your hope on, your expectation on. If your ego gets up and watches the news, watches social media, and goes into uh, worry and fear, you're going to have a lot of anxiety about the future. But if you turn the TV off, and you and if you're working at home, you might have a lot of quiet time that that isn't what you normally have. Pay attention to how you feel. So many of us have had busy lives that we pushed a lot of our feelings down. We we suppressed our feelings through keeping our lives distracted through busyness through through a fast-paced life. But now that the pace has slowed down, those feelings start coming up. Well, that's real pay dirt. In, in order for you to move into the future in a balanced and centered and grounded way, you're going to need to process your feelings. What? I don't like feeling that way. Process your feelings. I don't like when those feelings come up. Process your feelings. When you process your feelings, you're actually discharging them. You're releasing them. If you push them down, you're avoiding them, and they literally grow. They they literally expand if you avoid them. If you don't allow yourself to feel your feelings... You're literally accumulating emotional energy in your psyche. And what happens when you do that? Well, road rage is a classic example of a lot of compressed feelings being let out in an ungraceful way. What can I do to prepare myself for this transition into the new age? Start being present with your feelings. So the first time, say you're at home and and you notice that if you have uh, five or ten minutes of boredom, some feelings start coming up and maybe you want to go have a drink or or you want to go do something else because it doesn't feel very good. You get up and you go eat. You go pour yourself a, a drink or something. Well, the feeling that you're trying to avoid is telling you something. The, the, those emotions that you're feeling are a report card of, of sorts telling you about how you see yourself in relationship to your environment, in relationship to your life. If you feel hopeless, that's you're telling yourself, I feel powerless. There is no hope. I have no power. If you feel angry, there's there's some way that you're not um, honoring who you are. You can be angry because yet again you let us all over. You can feel angry because yet again you didn't pay attention to your money and you and you lost um, your footing, so to speak. You can you can be angry because somebody walked all over you in your relationship and you didn't learn how to speak up for yourself. Um, when you slow down and and these these feelings start to percolate up, that's a real gift. That's you working at home during this time. Working at home can uh, can allow you to make huge progress in your emotional skill set. If you were to go back to work tomorrow and go back into busyness, these emotions would get pushed down again, and you might not address them for years or decades or maybe never in your life. But from working at home in this quietness and these feelings come up, just feel them. It doesn't feel very good. Okay, it doesn't feel very good. Very good. Duly noted. I'm not feeling very good. Well, that feel, this feels really, well, kind of sit with it and say, what's the root of this? Well, I I feel kind of 
disconnected. I feel kind of empty. I feel passionateless. I feel um, bland. I feel um, uninspired. Okay, well, what's that about? And and when you stop and you feel your emotions, the movement of energy goes from accumulating emotional energy when you were resisting it to releasing emotional energy. When you give yourself permission to feel your emotions, you're changing the direction of your life in a very big way. By giving yourself the ability to release those emotions, that's the start of moving out of um, an emotional quagmire, if you are, if you will, a karmic quagmire related to emotional ignorance. Another thing you can do during your stay-at-home time is capture the inspiration of your heart and your soul. Pay attention to when you get inspired. Typically, you're in the shower, you're unloading the laundry, you're doing the dishes, your mind is busy doing something else, and you'll get a single sentence. Why don't you start playing guitar? Why don't you write that screenplay? Why don't you take those online classes? And that's how our heart and our soul communicate with us. If you take the time to capture the inspiration of your heart and soul just by jotting it down on paper, very, very powerful thing to do, write it down. If you don't write it down, typically the very next thought, your ego grabs and says, who am I to play the guitar? Who am I to write a screenplay? Who am I to? And your ego beats it up and it's gone. But if you write it down, your ego can read it 10 minutes later, the next day, the next week. By learning how to capture the inspiration when it shows up and writing it down, over time, what you write down is going to draw the new vector, draw the new direction for your life. Remember we talked about the vision that your heart and your soul had for you in this lifetime. By capturing that inspiration and writing it down, that's shifting the direction. That's shifting where you're going on the map of your life. That is literally moving you into a more harmonious direction with what your soul intended from the beginning. Just by jotting down that inspiration and then teaching your ego how to understand, value, respect it, and honor it through intention and action, that simple, simple step can in, um, bring so many new variables, new, new directions in your life. I'm an author because of that. I'm a radio host because of that. I'm a visionary. I'm a philosopher. All, the, all those parameters were not in my DNA. They were not in my genre, if you will, several decades ago. And when my heart and my soul give me new inspiration, I, I capture it. I'm in for a wild ride. I'm really excited about where my life's going. Are you excited about your life? Are you, are you excited about your life purpose? Here you are, flesh and bones, in one of the most exciting, dynamic, and certainly epic stories of all time. And you have a script. You have a life purpose that was handpicked for you by your soul, you're listening to a radio show that says, are you ready? Are you ready? Can you believe it? Can you step up to it? Making the transition into this new age is about you showing up for yourself. It's about teaching your ego how to bring more of the wisdom of your heart and your soul in your everyday life. I don't think anybody on earth can comprehend um, the vastness of change in a positive, beautiful, wonderful way, the vastness of change that is standing before us now. And you're here to partake in that. How cool is that? How cool is that? 
This is a lifetime of lifetimes. This is one of the most epic stories, perhaps, in the whole flipping galaxy. And you're here now for it. Hey, um, time flies by when you're having fun. I've, uh, I'm here to inspire people. I'm here to help facilitate the, the transition of human consciousness into more of its glory, really, um, its vastness, its wonderfulness, its passion, its, um, its love, its compassion. I'm here to help be a vehicle for that. I'm, I appreciate you connecting with us for the show tonight. You want to you want an idea of what you can do next? I wrote a book, Citizen King: The New Age of Power, and that that hits your ego. That's written for your ego to better understand. Citizen King: The New Age of Power is teaching your ego how to be more harmonious and effective with the vision of your heart and your soul. And that's what this next chapter is all about. Another book I wrote, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, talks about the value of your seat in the house, the value of your life persona, the value of who you are in this lifetime. Nobody else on the planet can inspire you like your own self, your own soul. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior is a, is a spiritual book that's written about your life purpose and honoring, honoring why you're here. Hey, um, it's always a pleasure. Um, this radio, this new human living radio platform has been around for um, 10 years, it's, it's been a real pleasure. We've brought hundreds and hundreds of episodes of, of helping you understand the power of who you are, awakening the power in you. Um, heaven on earth will be experienced through each individual embodying the principles of love, compassion, passion, inspiration, joy, adventure. What an exciting time to be alive. Well, we're out of time. Always a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. I, have, I very much appreciate it. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. To bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open, check out our host, Les Jensen's latest book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.